you can make it as an artist. <laughs> you always hear people think, oh, you're, it's a struggling artist, a starving artist. You don't want to go into the art. It's a hard field, but um, it's been really fun to prove to myself that you can, you can do it and you can make it. I'm Alexa Loken, founder and head coach at Loken Careers, and this is What I Do Career Stories. Jessica Salerno Woodbury has loved music and has been a musician all of her life. She's been running her own music teaching business, Salerno Strings, for the past 15 years and is based on the Big Island of Hawaii. She teaches students instruments as far-ranging as piano, all strings, drums, basically anything that makes lovely noises, Uh, and she teaches students of all ages, including adults, and me. She does both in-person lessons and uh, also teaches virtual lessons for students that don't live in Hawaii um, and can't bear having a different teacher. I think this is absolutely crazy because sometimes she's just using her ear whenever my phone happens to fall over and tells me when I'm playing incorrect notes solely based on sound, not any sort of visual. Uh, She also went to Western Washington University, just north of Seattle, and received her undergrad degree in music education. So thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So first of all, I just want to ask you, how did you get into the world of music in the first place? Well, I'm the daughter of two musician parents and granddaughter to a concert violinist. Um, My mom practiced Chopin nocturnes during her pregnancy with me. And when I was just one year old, she had a Chopin record on. And when the nocturne she practiced while pregnant with me came on, I would point to the record and say, Mama, Mama. So I must have been listening even in the womb. And I just grew up constantly playing and performing with my family. It was it was really special. That is so fun. So it's like, it's literally in your blood. Um, it's literally in my blood. And also sounds, I mean, very sound of music. Like you guys all playing music together. I see you just skipping in the streets. Like that's so adorable. Yes. Um, well, why do, you, why do you love music so, so much? I love how music brings people together, whether it's through performance or music appreciation. Everyone will gather together and find joy in that one moment. And it's a way of connecting without even having to say a single word. It's a universal language. And I think that's pretty cool. That is really cool. And especially since like Esperanto has not taken off, I think we're sticking with music right now. <laughs> um, yes. So as someone who has just started playing piano a couple of years ago, um, you know, I played a little bit of cello when I was in school, but I am constantly amazed by your infinite musical knowledge um, you basically know everything there is to know uh, in my mind. So do you ever find a piece of music or a particular instrument uh, hard to play? Oh, yes. The violin can be its own beast at times, and squeaks and flat notes happen to all of us. I play with a symphony here in Hawaii, and sometimes I feel too tired or too busy to perform, but I constantly remind myself that it's important to continue challenging myself it's a good kind of me time and it's important for my students and the community to see me out there pushing myself. And that's where I find um, I can really challenge myself as a musician. It does, it's not easy. And 
it's good to keep pushing yourself. So you still have things that you try to play that are challenging. Oh, yes. Every musician has to practice. (laughs) I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse. Like, I just assume that you get to this point where you're like magical and know everything. Um, So violin is one that is, you think, particularly difficult? Yes. They say the violin and French horn are the two hardest instruments you can play. What are the easiest? You know, not, there's no such thing as the easiest instrument. Every instrument is going to have its challenges. But what I love about piano is when you sit down and you touch a piano, it's going to sound good. Whereas you pick up a violin and it takes a while to sound good at playing the violin. So I would say that a lot of my students enjoy the piano because you're going to sound beautiful when you even just play a note. It sounds nice. So that's a good thing. For sure. I practiced this morning. You'll be proud. Um, and good. I was uh, practicing the Beatles and I was practicing for Elise and um, you know, I'm not great and it sounds so lovely because this, you know, other person wrote this piece and as long as I don't screw it up too bad, it kind of just flows out. So it's, mm-hmm. it's nice. Um, yes. so you teach all ages of students, right? Do you have a particular favorite age, um, or type of instrument you like to teach a certain age group or anything like that? Two years ago, my mommy friends finally talked me into making time for baby music classes. So I started some music together classes that I called preschool of rock. And I had no idea how much I would enjoy teaching babies. It was the first time I had added that to my studio. And I was just amazed at how much I loved it and watching the babies instantly respond to music. They found a beat, they matched the pitch and they bonded with their parents at the same time. And I thought that was really interesting. And I've obviously watched my own babies respond to music but I had never created a class professionally with actual babies. And I discovered that I love, I love teaching babies. That's so cute. But, Are you but I doing... do enjoy. Go ahead. Sorry. I do enjoy teaching all ages as well. Do you think you're going to be doing a virtual baby class? You know, with babies, it's very like the Pied Piper. It's hands-on, all hands on deck. It's, I think they respond a lot to my energy, my presence. Um, Some of my friends have told me I should start a YouTube channel with the baby classes so that they can practice at home or the babies can continue practicing during the week. Um, But I feel like it's my presence that kind of keeps the herd together. I could totally see that. If you happen to want to start being Pied Piper on the mainland and touring the country, you shout out and I will be the first person to, uh, to be there to buy tickets. Perfect. <laughs> um, do you think that you teach differently or have a different teaching style for your different students of you know varying ages and abilities and personalities? Everybody has their own unique learning process. And I actually let my students lead and I follow with guidance and nurturing. So if a student is passionate about opera, that's where we'll focus. If they love pop or jazz, that's what we'll play. A student will not practice what they don't enjoy. And I want music to be always a positive experience. And I won't overwhelm the student who needs more time, but I'll push the student who responds best to challenges. So because everyone's so unique, I have to almost change my teaching style to match the personality of each individual student, which I'm able to do. That is really interesting. Uh, That also sounds like you're just a wonderfully genius teacher, because I think a lot of people do not do that. 
Uh, <laughs> and it's very hard for everyone to try and get shoved into the same formula. Yes. Um, well, okay. Side note, I, your husband, Alex, my old boss, uh, runs a business milling and selling sustainably harvested lumber on the big Island of Hawaii. Um, so tell me a little bit about that business, just how that and your, your business and, you know, the musical instrument making world overlap. Cause I swear there's a connection there. <laughs> Lots of his customers are instrument makers, um, guitars, flutes, and ukuleles being the most popular. And I have very little knowledge when it comes to sawmills and equipment, but it's been fun connecting the music world with wood. Um, Actually, last week, Alex and his business partner were showing me some koa to be used for instrument sets. And I said, so these two big pieces would fit the upper and lower bout of an ukulele. And it was fun to see their faces respond to my musical vocabulary. That's the top, like the top shoulder and the bottom part of an ukulele. Um, And so it was fun to to know something that they didn't because I was a musician. That is really fun. Well, and you (laughs) are in charge of um, shipping out a lot of that wood across the country and the world to musicians who want to make their own instruments, right? Yes. Yeah. I sell the scraps of their sawmill on eBay. Um, And what I've noticed with eBay buyers is there's a lot of woodworkers who love to tell the story of what they're making and they love to share that with me. And it's, it's also a way of connecting with people. That's really fun. So if anyone's interested in this sustainably harvested lumber, the business is Kimwella Hardwoods. Um, lovely website and feel free to buy all of their lumber. Um, <laughs> so being an entrepreneur is really hard work. I mean, both you and your husband have businesses that you're running. Uh, I think between you, you have like seven businesses now. <laughs> so, um, you know, and it's, it's frustrating because there's not usually someone standing there giving you a high five, like you don't have a manager giving you a performance review every quarter um, or telling you you're doing a good job. So what are some of the less fun aspects um, of being being a solar entrepreneur um, who's literally living on an island? <laughs> uh, yes, living on a remote island has its challenges. Um, repairs are really hard to come by. If you need a bow repaired or an instrument fixed, you always have to bring it to the mainland for the most part. Um, I also really miss browsing through music shops. I, I especially love like those quaint, you know, violin string shops. They're just charming. Um, and you have to order and ship everything you need. So that can get um, expensive. And, you know, the, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the footprints, like when you have to ship everything on your presence on earth, you know, it's, it can be hard. And what do you do? I mean, you can't bring your piano with you to the mainland. So how do you deal with getting getting that tuned? Yes, everything has to be shipped. Um, and then a lot of times you have to just look to see if people are moving and selling instruments. But it is hard to get a hold of, you know, some pianos out here. I know that you recently purchased a lovely piano. Uh, is that your favorite instrument that you have? And, and how many instruments total do you own? Um, I pretty much play everything. <laughs> People always ask me what's my favorite instrument, and I always respond with whatever instrument I'm playing at the time is my favorite. <laughs> I think that's a cute answer. Um, yes. So you have, what, violins, ukuleles, piano? Yeah, all strings. I teach cello, viola, bass, violin, ukulele, guitar, singing, um, steel drum, piano, 
you know, a little bit of everything. My degree in music education was to be able to teach K through 12, um, any band, orchestra, or choir. So you had to take a quarter of every instrument. It didn't sound, make it, or <laughs> what am I trying to say? I didn't sound the best at all of them. Like the trumpet was uh, very questionable. <laughs> But I had to be able to teach a student how to hold an instrument, how to put it together, how to play their scales. That's so interesting. That'd be really yeah. fun, but also probably kind of exhausting to do every <laughs> single one for a quarter. Yes. That's crazy. Um, okay, so I know that you have basically a fully booked schedule. Uh, so if anyone is wanting to take virtual lessons, good luck getting in. But Salerno Strings... Feel free to reach out to her anytime. Um, mm-hmm. But how have you in the past or currently marketed your business? Like what channels have you used? What ideas have you had? Um, and what's worked well? You know, out here in Hawaii, word of mouth is huge. When I moved here, a couple teachers had actually moved away. So I was able to pick up some studio um, students right away. But I also really tried to reach out and talk to all the schools to let them know that I had moved here and I was a music teacher in the area. Um, social media nowadays um, has been a great uh, resource for, you know, showing some of the programs that I'm offering. But I think it's important to reach out to people in the community and let them know that you're around. Yeah, for sure. And so the the online, the virtual side of your teaching has mostly been students who already saw you who have moved away and refused to see a new teacher? Yes. <laughs> Most of them are students that I have taught in person in the past, or if they've responded really well to virtual lessons, then they tell their friends, and I've taught a few of their friends as well. Gotcha. That's so interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the bigger challenges you faced in keeping your business running? Like what's been, what's been the less fun, exciting, sunny side? You know, I, I guess I haven't experienced that. I love what I do. Um, my students respond so well to my lessons. I'm luckily in high demand just because there, there are very few music teachers out here. Um, you know, just because, trying to say I guess motherhood with my career I have a a new baby now and a six-year-old so that's a big big age gap so trying to balance motherhood and business I guess would be the biggest challenge that I'm facing right now trying to be present in my children's lives but also present in my students lives as well yeah and there's no great solution for that you know other than like clone yourself (laughs) exactly um what are a couple of your fusi- of your favorite musical instruments to play? You know, like I told you before, whatever instrument I'm playing is my favorite. You I know, know, I just I really the- want you to answer with one, I know. though. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, the steel drum is really unique. My high school had a steel band program, and so I played steel drum for several years. And, um, and then in Hawaii, it's such a tropical instrument. So when I bring that out, people respond so well and they're like where did you learn to play this this is amazing like did you grow up in Jamaica like it's just it's a random thing that you wouldn't expect me to be able to play so that's a super fun one it's fun to it brings up really fun energy in people um the violin I love that you can bring it everywhere and I'm really into Irish fiddling and that's also very fun um and when I sit down at my piano I love to play Beethoven and just like really get into that kind of music too. So it's, it is almost every instrument that I love. That's fine. I really just wanted to shove you in a box. Um, 
what about so Irish fiddling? Is that the same instrument? Like, are you still using a violin? You're just playing it kind of differently. Yes, my grandfather, who fiddled up to the day he died a couple of years ago at age ninety, always had a joke because he was a concert violinist who went into fiddling. And so people always ask him, what's the difference between a violin and a fiddle? And he would say, well, a violin has strings and a fiddle has strings. <laughs> That's a good answer. So it's like a little, yeah, but it's a style. It's, uh, you know, classical, you have a tight vibrato, you hold your bow a certain way, posture, and with fiddling, it's just kind of a different style. More relaxed. Yeah, but same instrument. Fun. Sometimes we'll put steel strings on a fiddle instead of the gut strings, but, but yeah, it's style. Are they still made out of cat gut? You know, it's actually, they call it cat gut, but it's pig gut. That's not any more appealing. I know, but they wrap it with the the sterling silver so you don't see it. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Um, What are a couple of your favorite musical pieces to play, like particular songs or artists? My go-to is always Beethoven and Mozart. That's what I always sit down and play. I love playing uh, Beethoven uh, sonatas and it's just what I love to play. I don't know why. Sounds so fancy. Um, mm-hmm. What did you know about running a business before you started running your own business? You know, I didn't really know how to run a business when I started, but I graduated and it was very difficult to compete in a college town is what I discovered. You're competing for the same job. Um, and it was very hard to find a job. And so I decided, you know, I should teach private lessons. And it just took off. And so I kind of learned as I went. Um, and then I moved to Hawaii and just got, it got easier as I got more experience of how to run a business, you know, invoicing, um, business cards, all that kind of stuff. So you kind of, it's like a, you learn as you go. Yeah. And if you have a really good accountant, that helps too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's one of those, you don't know what you don't know. And exactly you piecemeal it together and make it work and then figure out what's not working and readjust. Yes. Um, yeah. Invoicing's my least favorite thing. I feel like I say this on almost every podcast, but yeah, I like the actual working part. Yes. Um, if you could magically pick up another instrument, just like learn it in the next five seconds, do you have a couple that you would want them to be and why? Yeah, I think I would pick the harmonica just because I've never been able to figure it out. Um, it's, I don't know how you blow, you know, certain notes to hit certain notes on a harmonica. So it's, it's one that I've never been able to master. Um, and I think it would be really fun. I've, I've watched some harmonica players. They have like cases and cases of different harmonicas and different keys. And I find it really fascinating. So it's, it's one that I would like to learn. That is not what I was expecting you to say. Um, <laughs> so is each harmonica a different key like I have no idea about how like what I how that works from what I've seen is like sometimes a real harmonica player will have like lots of cases and they bring out certain harmonicas for different songs so I've never studied to see what that's about so it's it's an area that I've never explored that's so interesting um Cool. Well, I would love to jump into asking you the five questions that I like to ask everybody that comes on. Uh, so the v- first one is, what did you want to be when you were in third grade? Well, I still knew I wanted to be a musician. I had started music when I was five, and I knew that it was going to be my life. 
but when I was in when I was younger, my dream job was to be the piano player at Nordstrom. <laughs> that is so funny because I definitely at one point had that as my dream job. Uh, and my husband jokes now every time I practice that I'm working towards my Nordstrom career. <laughs> you could make that happen, though, for real. <laughs> I think that's in my distant future. Um, but I mean, yeah. what did so you didn't know you wanted to be necessarily a music teacher, but you wanted to be in the music world. I really did know deep down that I wanted to be a music teacher um, when I graduated high school. That's exactly exactly what I went into. Um, so it's something I had such amazing music teachers growing up that were such incredible role models for me. And I knew that I wanted to be a teacher, a music teacher. That's awesome and exciting and rare that you still are doing that and still enjoying it so much. So yeah, um, that is lovely. What inherent personality traits do you have that you think make you such a good fit at what you do? I'm very patient and very enthusiastic. I'm always smiling and I think because I love what I do, my joy and happiness is spread to my students. Um, and I think that's what makes me a good teacher. I would agree with all of those things. I think that also just makes mm -hmm. you like a lovely person and probably a great mom. So good job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's one thing that you wish you could tell your younger working self about the career world? That you can make it as an artist. <laughs> you always hear people think, oh, you're, it's a struggling artist, a starving artist. You don't want to go into the art. It's a hard field, but um, it's been really fun to prove to myself that you can, you can do it and you can make it. Yeah. And you are literally doing it and making it. Um, <laughs> I mean, and I think that the fact that you're doing it on an island in the middle of the ocean uh, is crazy. Like, it's already hard, but if you were in, you know, the major metro area or like Seattle or Denver or Boston or something, I think I'm curious to see how much easier you would think it would be than having figured it out, um, you know, on an island where inherently it's just going to be so much harder and less people. Yeah. Or maybe easier. I don't know. Small community word of mouth, but I would, I would assume much harder. Everything seems <laughs> slightly harder. Um, yeah. What's the best piece of career advice that you've ever gotten from somebody else? You know, the best business advice I think I've heard is to learn something new every day. And I think that is something very, very important for everybody. What did you learn yesterday? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. <laughs> or what do, you plan, what do you plan to learn today? I know. I don't know. I don't know what the day holds. It's only 8 in the morning here. <laughs> I guess that's a good excuse. Um, yeah. So it doesn't have to be like you learned a new musical piece. It's just generally in life, in your career, kind of being open to learning new things. Yeah, I think it's just anything new that you can learn, whether it's, you know, business-wise or just something in life um, or something about somebody else. I think that is a great thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what is the best way to get your foot in the door of this, you know, industry um, whether it's music or music teaching specifically, how would you recommend people go about that? Like I said before, what I did was really get out there in the community and talk to the local schools. I think the more schools you, you talk to, um, theaters, there's a lot of programs already happening. You can let people know you're, you're around, you're available, you'd love to collaborate, you'd love to support them in any way, and just word of mouth to spread that you're in the community and you have this gift to offer. 
Yeah, and that you are talented and that you have the passion and uh, all of the million other things you need to do well. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Anything else you want to say before we wrap up in terms of your amazing words of wisdom, musically or otherwise? Um, No, just, you know, work hard and play harder. (laughs) I think that that's great advice. I also think that that's lost so much in the world in terms of, at least in, you know, our society, and I think particularly this country of being busy is supposed to be good. Um, whether or not it's productive time, it's just, oh, I slaved away for 60 hours or 80 hours or like that's supposed to be a badge of honor. But if you could do that same amount of work in 30 hours, you know, you're that much happier and you have this free time. How is that a bad thing? Exactly. So I'm totally with you. I like your, I like your play harder advice. Today's a Friday. (laughs) Uh, so I feel like I'm going to go home and play harder by reading my book later and try and not feel too guilty about it. That's great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so you're on Aloha Friday today. It's Aloha Friday. What does that mean for everyone who doesn't live on an island? Well, we always say Pauhana Friday. Pauhana means done with work. So you just get to enjoy the weekend. What time does that start at? You know, when you're done with work. (laughs) 11 a.m., maybe maybe 9.30. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Um, it's been really fun to to just, you know, have a little bit of an eye into the world of what you do. And clearly you are so good at it and so, like, interested in that realm and helping people. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Um, please feel free to subscribe or write us a review. If there is a type of career or role that you're really interested in learning more about, feel free to reach out at podcast at locancareers.com. And as always, uh, feel free to use the locancareers.com free job resources page. Have a lovely day and possibly an Aloha Friday. Thanks so much. <laughs>